Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As always, I'm Armando Angulo, joined by Justin Wells, a little coast-to-coast action. We're here, uh, going to talk about a little baseball. Twins, Cody Bellinger, uh, they're all on fire. Justin, how you doing, man? Doing all right. You know, I got to, uh, I got, I got the the rare joy of meeting uh, a seventh inning stretch favorite in a very, very odd place last weekend. Um, walk, walking down the street and uh, the 18th arrondissement of Paris near Montmartre, I, I see. Uh, a very, very, very recognizable person just walking across the street with a camera around his neck, and he was someone you can easily, you know, find out because he was—he's also six ten. None other than uh, a man who made the man who made a bird explode, Randy Johnson. Who, <laughs> like, who, who, you know, I, I will say this: like, I, I understand where a lot of guys don't necessarily want to be noticed, and you know, and and like he sticks out in the crowd. I'm pretty sure walking through Paris, he pretty much wouldn't think that a lot of people would recognize, you know, a, a, a former major league, a major league baseball pitcher of like, you know, really a decade ago. Um, but, you know, if you're walking around in touristy areas where there might be some Americans, one one might recognize you. Uh, nice enough guy to say hi to me. But, you know, it's river to be a little standoffish and a little standoffish. I, mean, I get it. It's what you'd expect, probably, from Randy yeah. Johnson. I mean, he just wants to take photos, man. That's all he wants That's to do. All he wants to do is take photos. All he wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's jump right in. I'm glad you you're back. Hit, uh, do you want to hit the hard topic first? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're, there's two hard topics we got to discuss here. we got to discuss the domestic violence situation with Julio Urias um, because we haven't recorded in a while. Well, and and, and Oduor. And Oduor, correct. Um Arias was suspended for about a week, I think, while MLB did their uh, initial investigation. Uh, haven't really heard anything about it, but it's still, I mean, innocent until proven guilty, I guess. And if, if MLB doesn't have any evidence, I guess it is what it is, But and LAPD doesn't either so far. So it's just really weird, man. I, don't, I still feel dirty about it. I don't even like the words being associated with somebody on my team like that. Um, it's I don't know, and then the Dubro Herrera is it's it's just it's 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 
it's worse. It's 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 just as bad. It's like I, I don't know, man. It's just all disgusting. And I know that they automatically get suspended for a little bit, a week, two weeks, till the initial investigation goes or whatever. But paid leave. But I think they got to be more serious, man. I mean, they they do. They have they have to be much more serious. I mean, if you think about it, right now in Major League Baseball, right? There's um, Odubel Herrera. You had Jose Reyes, who basically, after you know. His case is probably the worst of them all, and even he's suspended for I guess he was suspended for what basically half a season, and then ended up getting cut by the Rockies and coming back to the Mets, where inexplicably the Mets decided to act like it didn't happen, and they did the same thing with Jerry's Familia. They signed Jerry's Familia again too after you know he's another guy who did that as well. So you have Urias, Familia, Odubel Herrera, Addison Russell. Oh God. Addison, uh, Addison, Addison Russell's is actually objectively the worst. Um, it makes me the, so angry. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I oh, and Ozuna. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there's some ba- there's there's some bad examples of it, and I think that Major League Baseball really has to go to like you know kind of a no tolerance policy. Um, I understand where it's the whole concept of you can't take away a person's like right to earn a living, right? Like I get that. But on the other hand, like every single job has some sort of, you know, one that's going to pay you as well as a baseball player is going to pay you. It has some sort of, you know, clause around what's actually acceptable be acceptable behavior, and usually, you know, that that involves not committing domestic violent acts. And, I, and I, look, there's there's a certain satisfaction I took from the Mets knocking around Urias the other night because like. I, I don't want to see that guy succeed. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see any of these guys. Succeed. You know what sucks is like Jerry's familiar because it kill and, and he plays for my team and it's my eighth inning guy. Like I, I I don't want him to like I want him I want the Mets to win games, but I don't want him to succeed. Yeah, man. I mean Julio Urias, It sucks. Double time. Like he's he's from from you know my hometown in Mexico. He's from Culiacan. Like I've been watching and following the kid since he was like a kid. Like and it's just really disappointing, but. More so, this isn't just a baseball problem, Justin. Like, this is a sports problem. This is a professional a problem. Yeah, you know, and and but but I think these guys are really out in the public. These are like examples that can be made, you know, by because they they make so much, and it can be such a drastic impact on these people to really just take it away. To but they don't like we're really weak on it. I mean, Kareem Hunt's on the Browns. He's going to play uh, a half a season. That isn't anything for these guys. I mean, he's fresh for the playoffs. That's what that means. Like, is that punishment? I, I don't understand. I mean, Justin, I, I, like what like, the I, fuck, I, I, I get it too. I mean, look, there's, there's a point to which I get it. And this is kind of the dynamic by which it works. All of these guys are members of the players union. The players union is even in the cases of like these types of things has a responsibility to protect their membership. Right. And, I'm not going to sit here and say that the, the problem is the players union because that's actually really important. And that's actually kind of what allows them to not get totally jobbed by owners. Although we're seeing that, you know, if you look at Keiko and Kimbrell still out there, you know, shows you that the owners are still jobbing the players as is, but the players union has to protect players. And sometimes it's going to have to protect these types of things. But I think the only way within which that this is going to get solved is there has to be some sort of policy where, the players union and major league baseball come together to have some sort of zero tolerance policy. I can't see how either side wouldn't want that, right? Like it, it, it doesn't look great to protect basic criminality. Right. 
Right. Especially violence against women, violence in the household. Like, I don't know, man. It's just the worst kind of most disgusting, like, scum of the earth type of behavior, man. And it just, yeah, I I just wish that at least the suspensions would be more severe. At least a season, two seasons. Really hurt these guys' pockets, you know? Like, I don't know. 80 games sounds like nothing in baseball. Like, Addison Russell's back playing baseball, and that shouldn't even happen, ever. Not with what the details and the facts that we know about Addison Russell's situation. Not with what he's done. Not with what he's done. It's 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 it makes it very tough to 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 like kind of just watch this and think what's the most important thing? Is it you know really? Is it is it the bottom line or is it basically that uh you know you, the uh, you know you have to do what's right and it, it seems like the bottom line is kind of more what they're looking out for. Right. It seems to be the recurring theme there. Uh, Let's move on to another serious issue. Uh, at the Astros-Cubs game, Almora Jr. Uh, hit a liner and it struck a baby girl. Um, she was rushed out of there to the hospital. Um, from everything I hear, she's going to be okay. Just shook up. Uh, Almora was really shook up. I think everybody in that stadium was devastated. Uh, last year at Dodger Stadium, a woman was there to celebrate her birthday and her anniversary. She was struck as well and she passed away. Um, that doesn't get reported as much, and it's kind of weird that it hasn't been reported as much. Uh, well, a guy was struck at Dodger Stadium last night, the Mets-Dodgers game. Right, right, right. right. He, he And he was okay. And look, it feels like most of the time, like, this doesn't happen. And, like, it happens how many times a season? Not many, right? It's, it's not like people are – well, I shouldn't say not many. It happens, right? It doesn't happen every game, or it doesn't even happen every day in Major League Baseball where someone's seriously hurt by it. But some, by, by a ball, it's hit hard. But someone is always, uh, you know, it's going to happen in the, over the course of the seasons. And what's the answer to this? It's raising netting. More of it. It's just, a, yeah, it's an unnecessary risk to not just put netting down the line or up the baseline a little bit. I mean, it's not that big a deal. We're seeing that at some ballparks. And from what I could tell, it doesn't obstruct much. I've sat behind home plate. It's not that much. It doesn't really bother your eyesight. Um and it saves his lives. Yeah. And you know what? Sean Doolittle um, came out and actually said something, you know, to the effect of this today, where he's like, dude, it doesn't ruin the game. I mean, you ever watch, uh, you ever watch, you know, videos of the fans of it at a Japanese game? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're really into it. And they have, I think, netting that extends all the way basically to from foul line to foul line. Yes, sir. And what, what what's the problem there? Like, who, who's uh, who's who's suffering from having that netting? Nobody is. No, and I mean we saw hockey do it. We saw the NHL do it behind the behind the goals. They put netting because people were getting unnecessarily hurt. It's just unnecessarily liability risk. And and I get it. Like keep your head on a swivel. You're watching a major league game. This is prone to happen. But there's children in the stands as well, man. Uh, it's 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 impossible to not be distracted at one moment or another in a baseball game, no matter how into it you are. Yeah, but you know, the other part too is like, look at out. We're we're in we're in the era where Statcast is telling us how quickly the ball is coming off of basically every piece of contact. Right. I don't care if you're. Everybody says it's like you know, it's, don't have kids that close to the like it, like the the reactionary response is like, well, just don't bring your kid, just don't have your kids sit that close to the field. Like that's not that that's not it, right? Because those, there are balls coming into the out out of uh. Uh, you know, fouled off that are coming in 
at 105 miles an hour. I'm sorry, like most most adults don't have reflexes quick enough to even if they're paying attention to get away at it from some of those. And you'll find that actually a lot of people hit aren't kids; they're adults because there's always more adults at a baseball game than there are children. So it's a you know there's a lot of bad arguments against it, and there's only and there's only good arguments for it. And like, I just don't quite get what people are trying to uh, protect, you know, to, to accomplish here. Put the freaking nets up. Yeah, man. And I mean, just, I mean, look at the devastation on not just, I mean, obviously the family, obviously the child, but I mean, like the players, I mean, that's haunting, man. And he's just trying to do his job like that. That fucking blows, dude. To be, to, to stand in the outfield and think that you could have potentially killed the child. And not know what's going on, and, st- and 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 act like catching a baseball fucking means anything, dude. Like what? You know, it's it, we 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 often don't understand like what baseball players like can go through with injuring people in the in the in the crowd. Uh, remember when Josh Hamilton threw a ball to a guy in Texas? The at, fireman, te- the fireman who fell onto the field, and he passed away. Yeah, man. And it's what what did it do to a guy like Josh Hamilton? It set him off. It, it basically, you know, took him and and, and crushed him. So he relapsed like, and shit after that. Yeah. So like, sometimes there's a, that's a load to put on the players too. You don't want to put them in a situation where just for doing something like fouling a ball off, something that they're going to do, something that every major league baseball player does at least once a game is hit a foul ball, not necessarily a line drive, but a foul ball out of play, right? I think that's something that you can reasonably assess that most major league baseball players do once a game once once a game once every two games right they shouldn't with something that happens that regularly that's a part of the game you shouldn't put them in a position where like they're gonna have recurring guilt right right and, and again it's a very easy remedy it's a very simple solution and there's as you said not one legitimate bad argument against it or good yeah. argument against it yeah every argument you read against it's like what do you? You're not going to string up the netting so basically, like something like a popped up foul ball doesn't enter the stands. Because guess what? A popped up foul ball that's not usually hit that hard. Those are easy to you, you can see them coming. And if you catch it, great, you've got a souvenir. I caught a foul ball last year. I mean, I gave it to a kid because I, I don't I don't need a fifteen cent baseball. But um, like you know, there's it, it's something like there's a way to do this where you don't take the, where you don't take the joy out of catching a foul ball out of play you just take the danger of getting hit by a 100 mile an hour screamer that you can't even react to out of, out of the situation like that to me really seems like a no-brainer no i mean i 100 percent agree and hopefully uh at the end of the season uh some talks are done made amongst the owners and 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 we get to see that happen, dude. We get to see some some netting go. I'm not even saying even all the way down the line. We don't even have to go full on Japan, man. We can just go three quarters. I don't care. Like just just enough to give people enough time to react. You know, I mean, if yeah. if, if, if you hear Chris Bryant talking about it and how dangerous it is, and like, yeah, you should do it. Like, dude, that guy plays third base. He fucking knows. Yeah, he's getting balls. He, like he he actually is getting balls hit at him a lot harder than the people are getting hit balls hit to them foul. And like he knows how frightening it is. It's the hot corner for a reason. Yeah, man. I'm just I just I don't get it. I mean, it's not the DH. It's not a universal DH, man. It's not going to ruin the game. That's all. It's not. It's not. It's, it's just stupid. Okay, it's just stupid. Yeah. All right. Let's move. Let's move on to something that's uh, a bit more joyful. We, we've gotten to watch. Uh, 
a four-game series, three of the first four between the Mets and the Dodgers this week. Obviously, always always fun to at least talk when we see our teams actually play against each other in what have been actually some relatively tight games. I mean, the uh, the Dodgers are definitely the better team, and you can see why, because they do all three phases of the game better. Uh, both teams have... Like, I have a, so this is my question for you. I haven't watched the Mets for three games. You see where they could actually be good, but you also just see everything that they've done wrong as far as building out their team beyond the core. Right. And uh, and the, deci- the, the decision-making is bad. It's very haphazard. Very, yes, yes. How much, how much do you think Mickey looks over the shoulder at Jim Riggleman? The fact that it's Jim Riggleman, a guy who's like way below 500 in his career as a manager, tells you everything you need to know about the confidence in Mickey Calloway. Like Jim Riggleman's not a good manager. No, I don't think he is either. <laughs> so, it's just Mickey Calloway is a horrendous one. Exactly. Yeah, but like it, 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 the the rod extends beyond that because like it, like. You would like you agree with me that a team that basically has a core of Jeff McNeil, who obviously is injured at the moment, but right. is He's good. a good baseball player. Yes, sir. Uh, Michael Conforto, Pete Alonso, and Ahmed Rosario, like solid, very talented core. Especially when you start adding in the fact that you have, you know, Zach Wheeler, Jacob Degrom, and uh, Noah Syndergaard, who's uh, definitely underachieving at this point in the season for himself. Although he didn't pitch that badly last night, but. You, you look at that and then you look over and see what the Dodgers have done where they actually go out and build like an entire team where the pieces that they need for depth are significantly like, like the Dodgers won't get knocked off of uh, off their course if there's injuries because of the fact that they have such good depth. And, you know, you look if Jock Peterson's uh, not playing well for a few games, you can go right to Kike Hernandez. Right. You have you have. You know Max Muncy in there who could do a lot of different things. You have is Chris Taylor still there? Yes, yes. Yeah, you have him. He could do a lot of a lot of different things. You have and then you have you know, some really bona fide you know young talents like Alex Verdugo is really good. Walker very Bueller good. Is, yeah, Walker Bueller is very very good. Um, and then and then there's and then there's Cody Bellinger. I mean, he's something else this season. I mean, we saw it his rookie year, right? He came, he came up pretty early in the year, and he hit 40 bombs, and, and we saw the power. We saw what it was. We saw season two. Everybody figured it out. Um, in the playoffs, he struggled every time. Uh, this year, though, there is not a hole in his swing. He's patient. He can reach everything. He's not pressing. He's calm. He's confident. He's cool. And that cannot be said for the entire lineup. But, like, Cody Bellinger... Anytime he steps to the plate, it's like I'm. I feel like the league is more afraid of Cody Bellinger in this moment in time than they ever have been of Mike Trout. Like he's that hot right now. Oh he yeah, is stupid. He is. Like he is stupid. Like, Cody Bellinger right now through 54 games is a 5.3 WAR player. Yeah, man. What's the he, second like, best in the league? Is it Trout? Do you know? I, th- I think it's Mike Trout. Give me a second. I'll, I'll find this out. Um, and he's got to be like a three something. Cody Bellinger at 5.3. Mike Miner at 3.7 is number two. And then it's uh, Jorge Polanco, Mike Trout at, th- at 3.4. So, yeah, in, in short, he's been very, very, very good. Two, 2.3 wins better than the next best player right now, who's shockingly Mike Miner, who's, I mean, he's having a good season p- pitching right now at the moment, but 
five, but his three point seven uh, WAR is seems a it, it, that's that's a bit surprising. No, I mean that's that's very surprising. You caught me off guard by that. Um, but I mean that's still two games above the next best guy, Cody Bellinger is, and that's incredible. That's incredible. I mean the guy has twenty home runs. It's May thirtieth. Uh, Fifty two RBIs. 370, 370, he was hitting 400 like two weeks ago still, man. Like, everything he's doing, and, and let's talk about defense. Oh, yeah, no, he's he's got an incredible, you can't run on him. Bro, he he, is, he, he has seven outfield assists. He made two in two, one game. Two on Monday night, two on Monday night, yeah, and, including one at the plate. I was there I mean, in the uh, flesh, and I didn't think he had a chance either time. So, you got to see the the... A Kershaw Degrom matchup that did not live up to its vintage. No, and I'm kind of glad it didn't because it made it more fun. Yeah, I mean, probably made the game about 25 minutes longer, but it was a mon- it was Memorial Day. I think you could live with it. Oh, it was great, and Pete Alonso is a very strong man in person. Oh my god, like oh yeah, he, he can hit a baseball very, very, very far. It's incredible, and I, I saw him get jammed something in on the hands, and he hit like a moonshot that hit the top of the wall. It was it was incredible. I was like, there's no way. How? How? It's just pure strength. Do you think he's basically the front runner for a National League Rookie of the Year at this point? I mean, he has to be, right? It's on pace for, it's on pace for 50 homers. It's him. I mean, Verdugo just came up, so he's he's going to play catch-up. And I don't really see anybody else, not in the National Chris, League. Chris Paddock? Uh, maybe. He's been pitching really well. Um, Senz, uh, Nick Senzel's up. Um, yeah, I mean, Senzel's been okay. Yeah, but it has to be Pete. I mean, if he could keep this up, he's consistent. Pete has to be an all-star if he keeps this up. Oh, absolutely. Once again, going back to this, Mets have two all-stars because Michael Conforto is a top-ten player in the National League. Can we talk about what happened to uh, four-and-a-half ERA having Noah Syndergaard? Doesn't have a slider. He can't. He has no break on his slider right now. So every so he doesn't have he doesn't have his out pitch. So for a strikeout pitcher who who he's having trouble finding the out pitch that's made him. The, the dangerous pitcher that he is, like, that's it's going to be hard. I mean, look, I, I know he's got that 100-mile-an-hour fastball that he can pitch off of, and last night he gutted it out with it, even though, you know, he got hit hit hard in spots. But everybody at major, everybody at the major league level can hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball at this point if they know it's coming. Yeah, man, especially good teams like the Dodgers. But, yeah. but okay, so what are your thoughts of him saying that the Dodgers are stealing signs? Um, I think that that's kind of trash that that he's saying it um pitch better i'm just i'm just saying yeah i mean first off everybody in baseball steals signs if they can right it's it's it's, it's a baseless accusation absolutely but i think for him to say throwing a 94 mile an hour fastball up and in and how do they get around on his fastball up and in like they had to be cheating it's like that's disrespectful as shit like that's the best offense in the game well We'll get to the best offense in the game, but yeah, <laughs> but we'll that's, the that's the game. best offense in the National League. Like God, don't that's just mad. Like he's in denial. He can't Very look in the up. mirror yeah, and I, say I'm fucking up a lot. Yeah, it, it's kind of. I, I think um, the issue that he has is he's developed what is known as a thin skin. Ah, uh, that's not gonna fly yeah. there, man. No, I, I honestly don't actually think he's gonna be there. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be. For, I don't think he's gonna be back for much longer. Hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion that he's gonna get traded. This year, I, I think the Mets. I think the Mets are gonna fall out of it and, and, and make some dumb moves. I 
I could see that. Like, I, I think that I don't think trading Syndergaard is, is a dumb move, right? If you can get something in return for him, it's good. But this is a franchise that doesn't want to eat money, so you know they're 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 gonna they're gonna like they're not gonna be willing to take on uh, anything except for a bunch of prospects who are very far from the majors. Yeah, no, I mean it's, it's kind of been the mo, and that kind of sucks. So I could see why you're not too confident in that. Uh, but I mean, the longer they keep Mickey, then it's just gonna you guys got you guys got to make a change. I think in order to even contend like to even make yeah, a run like think about it man you're not that far out of the wild card you're not that far out like like you guys can still make a run it's early it is that's why that's why i don't want to give that's why i'm not saying that they should sell immediately but like there there's some things that they got to do to actually compete like one of them is if the Mets are serious about competing they need to sign craig kimbrell like now yeah yeah i mean I, the same could be said for the Dodgers. I really need them. I mean, not to compete, but to really get us over the top. We need to solidify yeah. that bullpen. That's our one Achilles heel, and it's killing us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Bullpens in Major League Baseball right now, it's the biggest crapshoot possible. But Kimbrel's also got the most saves in Major League history of anybody at his age. So, like, if you're going to talk about the concept of, like, you want the closest thing to a sure thing, it's him. Like of the two, of the two big name free agents out there, I think Kimbrel's more transformative than uh, than Keuchel. Yeah, and I I think it's more likely that he finds a team sooner than Keuchel. And I mean, it, I could see Keuchel sitting out the whole year at this point. I mean, I I think he'll be a Yankee within the next week. They they need the pitching. They can pay him. Um, there's actually so there's actually a really good article that I'll rec- that I'd recommend with this. Uh, David Roth from Deadspin chronicled what you could be doing while waiting for your team to sign Craig Kimbrell or uh, D- Dallas Keuchel. And he goes through exactly the, the draft pick that you'd have to give up and like the best player taken in those spots. And like, I don't know, it's, it's like Mark Grace and Pat Henkin. If you're, if you're not willing to sign Craig Kimbrell or, uh, or Dallas Keuchel because you're afraid of losing the next, you know, Pat Henkin or, uh, <laughs> or, or Mark Grace, like, what are, what are we doing here? No, absolutely. Yeah, like th- those guys are not th- those. I mean, Pat Hagen was a decent baseball player. Mark Grace was a decent baseball player. Mark Mark. I mean, Mark Grace was uh, you know as good as you could possibly want if you wanted a if you wanted a first baseman who played like Keith Hernandez. The problem was he played during the steroid era. Right. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, Mark Grace was a good ball player. He just good ball player. He just wasn't anything special, and he didn't have any pop. Yeah, I mean, he was Rafael Palmero until Rafael Palmero decided the juice. That's exact. That's exactly what he was. Yeah, down to the fact that both of them even played for the Cubs. That's why the Cubs went for Mark Grace because it was just it was just like boom, you're replacing Palmero here. Boom, it's perfect. This fits. This is what I want. Palmero. This is what I want out of first base. Slap the yeah. ball around. We want we want you to hit between two seventy five and two ninety. With about twelve homers and seventy five RBIs and absolutely no speed. No, twenty three doubles because you can't run. Yeah. Absolutely, that's that's Mark Grace in a nutshell. Consistent though, very consistent. He was, he was a, I mean, he was a he was a good baseball player. I, I'd hardly I'd hardly call him you know great, but he was a good baseball player. Now, All right, let's talk about good baseball. Let's talk about the best offense in the game. Let's talk about the best team in the game at the moment. Let's talk about my Minnesota Twins, thirty seven and seventeen. And the thing that makes me think it's for real is the plus 112 run differential. Like, run differential is a pretty good indicator of how strong a team is. 
And that plus 112 is the best in the majors by 20 runs. Yeah, that's impressive, man. I mean, they, I, barring catastrophe, they've already won their division. Yeah. Because they're already nine and a half games up. It's the biggest lead uh, of any division in baseball. Uh, and uh, it's pretty obvious that they're uh, that they're probably, you know, going to actually hang around. Um, the thing that was going to be the question was always going to be their pitching. Uh, Juan Barrios, for years, has had the ability to put it together as a potential ace. And he's, he's done that. Uh, and they've gotten more out of uh, you know the guys in the middle of their staff than than anybody could possibly have envisioned, in particular Jake Odorizzi and uh, Kyle Gibson. Yeah, Odorizzi really surprised me, man. I, I I didn't see this from him in the past. I didn't really see him be as consistent as he's been, but he really seems to have figured it out this year, and he's not getting hit hard. The contact seems to be pretty weak on a consistent basis, and he's give he's 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 getting pretty deep into games too. He is. I mean, the key for him is always just the fact that you, you know that he's not gonna he's not gonna overwhelm or wow anybody. Right. right. He, he's a, he's a pitch to contact guy. You've been to that park. I've been to that park. It's a place that if you pitch to contact, like you'll you'll be okay. You could survive. You could survive. And the fact is, he's actually kind of actually if I actually just looked, he's upped his K rate to not, he's actually striking out more guys per nine than uh, than Barrios. Really. Yeah, that's deceptive because he doesn't have over overpowering stuff, man. That's that's no, great. That's a nice little stat. Yeah. But that's what those are the types of things that have to happen for the Twins pitching wise to have this kind of season. Oh yeah, and Martin Perez has been actually really good too. He's actually so. I think Martin Perez is actually trying the uh, Mariano Rivera um, tactic of just throwing your cutter to death. Only he's actually doing it as a starter. Yeah, I mean, Kenley's having success at hitting relief right now, emulating that, but as a starter, it's, it's a little tougher going through that lineup a few times, man. Yeah, and, and they should feast on that division because it is quite bad. I mean, Cleveland's the next best team in that division, and that and that team is, has looked a, a bit cooked for a while. Yeah, it's just sputtering. Like, But the offense, let's talk about the offense real quick. I mean, Top it's, le- one- it's, huh? it's led by Eddie, Eddie Rosario. has been fantastic. Yeah, man. Eddie Rosario at the helm. We're talking right Jorge here. Jorge Polanco has been really good. Beautiful, man. Top 1% in WOBA as a team. Top 1% in barrel percentage. Top 1% in expecting batted average. Top 1% in expecting sluggage. That's why they, they are have, where they are. They also have the most Williams Estadios in baseball. And he is a beautiful man. Yeah. I, I, I actually want to... His K rate still remains alarmingly low. So he struck out three times in 93 bats this year. That's incredible in this day and age, man. And he has pop. He hits the ball hard. It's not like he's a, a, a hitting, you know, slapping the ball around. He he squares it up pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he he's not a guy who's playing every day for them. But he, he's kind of fun to watch. If you look at their everyday players, though, there are some guys there who just hit a ton Right. I mean, we still talk about Rosario. How about Max Kepler, CJ Cron, Jonathan Scoop? These guys have uh, they've all just pounded the baseball. They've had they've had and they've done this with Nelson Cruz injured. They've gotten Miguel Sano back re- recently. Uh, Sano, another guy who falls into mm-hmm. the squarely into the you need to be a better person camp. Yes, but, yes. But I mean, there, there's there's tools there to have a really, really good offense. Do you think that they're actually a World Series contender? 
I would like to see that. Um, I think they are at least an LCS good. Yeah. And then if you get there, it's just about being healthy and being hot. I mean, the Astros now are looking a little bad, but they're, everybody's on the DL. So, like, this is the time that people have to capitalize, make sure you get home field and all those types of things while the Astros uh, struggle a little. But I think that it's capable. They're a capable team. I think a- LCS is a lock if they can stay healthy and continue to play this way because it's, it's really incredible what they're doing. And, 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 um, and yeah, man, if they can keep pitching like this and then they get to the playoffs in cold weather ballpark, it's just, it's, it's all good. It's, it's all good. I think, I think they're going to be good, man. Yeah. So, you know, when you go to the Astros, they actually have the one player who I think I'd put up against Bellinger this season off, at least offensively, defensively, he's nowhere near, but, uh, George Springer. Yeah, George Springer has really turned the corner this year. I mean, we've seen it starting to bud and starting to blossom the last couple of years. I mean, the World Series against the Dodgers a couple of years ago, he absolutely destroyed us. Um, and then this year, he's just turned it up to that level nonstop. And it's uh, he's a fun player to watch. Defensively, like you said, he's not as good as Cody Bellinger, nowhere near. But uh, on the offensive side of the ball, he's really, really uh, firing on all cylinders. And he has been consistently throughout the year. MVP, you yeah. think, in that league so far? I mean, I think he got it. him or Rosario, maybe. Or, or I mean, Trout's in that conversation too. Even though the Angels are Trash. horrific, it, 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 it's tough to see a team that has Mike Trout and Shohei Otani be so bad. And it sucks to know that he's stuck there for an eternity because he just signed a deal, and it's just this is what it's going to be. It's not going to get better. No, it's not going to get better. I mean. But that is what it is because of the fact that what 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 happens to that franchise when he leaves? They better hope they drafted another one. Yeah. But, you know, since the last time we've also spoken, if we're sticking the NL West, um, the Seattle Mariners have uh, – they're back. They came back to Earth. Uh, they, they, they've actually gone they, – Oh, they've gone south? They're, they're past Earth? Back, <laughs> way beyond coming back to Earth. They're, they're, they're like what happens if the moon exploded and the tides <laughs> flooded us. Yeah, they're bad at baseball, man. No doubt about it. They were better yeah. when Ichiro was on the team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the first three games of the yeah. season. I have to probably agree with you. But, I mean, if, if you look around, I mean, what else are the real surprises to you in the league right now? Like, what are you shocked about and what are you not shocked about? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I, I think surprises. Um, I'm surprised to see, uh, you know, how close the ALE still is. I'm surprised to see where the where the Rays still are. I didn't think they were going to compete as well as they have. They've been lucky with with health and injuries to some of the teams and the bad start for the Red Sox. But I still think the ALE is pretty good. Uh, pretty surprising that it's as competitive as it is. Uh, and the Twins for sure. I'm a little surprised at how bad the NL Central is. I thought the top te- top teams there maybe. Uh, Cleveland was going to be good. I thought that these guys were going to be good. The Twins, uh, I don't know. It's just really bad, really bad baseball. The In the NL, the Reds are worse than I anticipated. I thought the Puig was going to be better. Um, I thought Winkler was going to be better. I thought, I don't know what's happened to Joey Votto, but he's a shell of himself. Um, that's really disappointing. And yet I think. they're still somehow in contention. Yeah, but, but you don't see it. Like... Like the numbers tell you so, but when you watch them, they really are a bad baseball team. No, they are. But if you if you run down the NL the AL yeah sorry the NL Central for a minute, so you got the Cubs sitting at the top of the division, who are good, but once again, there's a glaring hole which is beyond basically Lester and Kendrick at the moment. None of their starters can get outs. Right. You have the Brewers, who aside from Zach Davies, none of their starters can get outs. You have the Pirates, who are, are a, who, who just can't pitch at all. You have the Cardinals who, you know, they're the Cardinals who are just not that good. And you have the Reds. Like there, there's a, there's, there's question marks in this division. Yeah, there is. I mean, but the Cubs, the Cubs have been pretty consistent recently. Uh, the Brewers still have Christian Yelich. It's hard to bet against the Brewers in that division, man. It really is. Yelich is really good. It's and it, they'll they've shown that they'll add what they need to. Um, you know, went out and signed Gio Gonzalez, which fills at least a hole in their uh, fills a hole in their rotation. But there, there's um, you know they they're they're good enough to win that division. And I think probably one of what both of these teams are probably going to end up you know in in, uh, in the playoffs in some capacity because if you look around the rest of the National League, there's a lot of teams that just don't kind of stand out to you. No, I think the na- yeah the National League it's it, it's looking like the Dodgers, and that's pretty much it. I mean the Phillies are pretty have been pretty okay, and right now they look like the favorites in the East. The Brewers we saw last year that they they contend they can be there. They took us to to the limit there, and I think I would probably expect a repeat for the LCS of Dodgers Brewers because I think they're the best teams in the NL. Yeah, and then you know. Doing the same thing in the if we go back into the AL for a second, so I just didn't throw a comment out there that's gonna drive me nuts, but I have to give credit where it's due, which is if the Mets, you know, have the amount of injuries that the Mets do this year, they make a ton of excuses and don't win baseball games. The team across town has has John Carlos Stanton and Mike Judge injured for and, and Aaron Judge, Mike Judge is the guy who directed King of the Hill <laughs> in office space. Um, also an awesome contributor to society. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean just as important in my life. A particular favorite movie. <laughs> uh, I, I I am pro Mike Judge. Yes. Um, but uh, I think that you know if you look, Aaron Judge and uh, Giancarlo Stanton are out, and what, what do they do? They just win games. Luis Severino's out. What are they doing? They just win the games. Like 
they are they're they're um they're a team that actually plays uh you know without without pity for themselves and just find ways finds ways through and you know do, I don't like it but I respect do it. Do we have to actually say that Aaron Boone is a good, is a good manager? manager? It, it looks like he might be. Hmm. That's pretty surprising. I was I was I was not thinking he was ever going to amount to much there to be honest. But you know they, they have a good system. You know what the Yankees oh this always happens. It's the most scrutinized managerial position in baseball is always going to be the manager of the Yankees, yes. right? It just is, right? So Joe Torre scrutinized constantly, but you know what? He's got four rings. Yeah, you can't Joe argue Girardi, with it. Yeah, Joe Girardi scrutinized constantly. He's won a World Series, right? It's not the type of thing where you give these these teams so much talent that they're just going to win, like. They have to actually go out there and do it. We've seen so many teams with a lot of talent go flame out. It just so happens that, you know what, maybe maybe these guys and maybe the way in which this franchise operates it, it, it is a winning franchise. Yeah, I would it's say hard, so. It's hard to argue with it. They haven't finished below 500 in a quarter century. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, it's really hard to argue. They, they just, they're consistent about being competitive, and that's all you can really ask for. Um I want to touch on something before we wrap everything up. Uh, the Blue Jays are an exciting team. We're seeing Vladdy Jr. We're seeing Kavan Biggio. Uh, Bichette's boy's about to come up. He's injured now, but he's he, he's due to come up. Uh, how important do you think this experience this year is? This is a throwaway. Um, but if they can make some moves, get some pitching with that core of young players, uh how threatening do you see the Blue Jays becoming in the next two, three years? It's going to take a while. And the issue for them is the fact that that division is loaded. Yeah. All right. The, the Red Sox, if the Red Sox have a down year this year, you know, they're going to come back next year. Absolutely. Because that's just what the Red Sox have basically been built to do. Especially if Liverpool win that, ch- especially if Liverpool win the Champions League and John has all that money to blow. Oh God! But now you're gonna. Anybody listening to this is now gonna think that free agent signings between Liverpool and the Red Sox are linked. They're cooking the books. Uh, yeah, no, but um, you know, it, it's a type of thing where they're just gonna. They, it's not a team that ex, it's not a team that is accepted not competing, and and it's not to say that they're not competing right now because you know if you look what they're doing, you know they're they're slightly over five hundred. Uh, right. The, the run differential is in their favor if they can get healthy and get everything in kicking. You know. They'll uh, they'll really have you know a shot and guess what they're sitting in the second wild they're sitting in the second wild card spot right now so yeah I mean as if, if the game, if it was end today they'd still have a shot to play they'd have to go up against Blake Snell probably because the Rays occupy that second spot but it's just basically we going back to the Blue Jays I mean you could also throw Lourdes Gurriel into that mix of young talent they oh, have yeah. that's very good but I, I think that they're the pitching out i mean outside you know outside of the fact that they have two high talent reclamation projects in um Aaron Sanchez and uh Marcus Stroman. Stroman's actually having a really good year by the yeah, way. Yeah, he is. But uh and, and and I always have an affinity to Stroman cuz you know he's he, he's a Long Island guy and I'm I'm from Long Island so I always you know I I will root for local players as long as they don't play for a, a direct rival. But um you know uh, Stroman is uh, he's having a good season. Sanchez 
has been very up and down. But other than that, they don't have a lot of guys who gets out get outs. I don't know what the pitching situation is like in their farm system. But I do that they have these really good position players coming up. So yeah, there's reason to be excited. It just might not. It, it, I don't. I just don't think that it's you know two years away because there's so much that they have to develop at a pitching level. And it's also, you know, Toronto is not exactly a team that's notorious for, for spending a ton. That's the right? thing. I think they have to be committed to spend in order to maximize the window. Cause they don't, they're, they don't have, they have these guys under contract right now. Like they don't have to spend the money on that young core at this moment. So if they really wanted to try, they'd have to do the investing in the pitching side and things like that. But like you said, it's not really what they've been known for. So. Yeah, it's also the fact that they have to overpay, too, because, you know, remember, it's the same issue that, you know, the, the team we're seeing in the NBA Finals tonight has. It's Canada's taxation system is different than the U.S. It's, it's higher taxes. And if you're getting paid a lot of money and you have a choice between the place where you can right. not pay taxes and do so, right? This is this is not a uh, – this is a disclaimer. This is not a political advertisement towards dodging taxes. Um, I, I, I happen to – Believe strongly in taxation as a personal, uh, personal political stance, but uh, that is neither here nor there in this. But you're going to pick the place where, if you have a lot of money, you're getting taxed less because you get to keep more. That's why often, if you look at you know what Houston's Houston has a, a you know has a built-in competitive advantage because of the fact that Texas doesn't Houston and Florida and, uh, Florida and, the, and the Rangers, yeah, but neither Florida team spends, so it's not. Yeah, really I guess that's team. true. Yeah, um, but if you look at this, like. That's it's a built-in advantage for the Texas teams. Yeah, I mean, it's just you got you, you got to be willing to spend, and and those teams have been, and the the Astros have been really smart about it. Yeah, I mean, the Astros also took three seasons off of playing. <laughs> it paid off, huh? It paid off, but, huh? it, but it comes down to the trust company. the process. If you look at if you look at what base, is going on baseball right now, there's tons of teams tanking, and teams are treating the draft as you know as like the only way to kind of get talent right now. So if you look, look through, look through the American league and the national league, if you look in the American, in the national league right now, you could really easily say that there's not that many teams tanking, right? But when the ones you are, are being really egregious about it, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at you, San Francisco and Miami. I'd accuse the nationals of tanking, but I don't think they are. I just think that they've built the worst bullpen, like in the history of baseball. They're so bad. That bullpen, that bullpen is amazing to watch because of the fact that I, I saw them blow four straight games against the Mets, and it was phenomenally fun. <laughs> I, I, I still retain my absolute dis, dislike for that team. We all do. Yeah. But, it's um, weird. We love the Expos. We hate the National. It's so weird. Yeah. But then you go to the, the American League, and all right, you have – Texas was trying to tank before the season, but haven't been that effective at it because nobody could have banked upon the fact that Hunter Pence, Mike Miner, and Sin Shu Chu, Sin, Sin Su Chu would uh, would have renaissance years, right? Right. But they were trying to tank. They were trying to tank. Yeah. Season, right. Um, the Orioles are trash. The Orioles are the Orioles are. Tra- I don't know if the Orioles are trying to tank or if they're trash. They're trash. Um, the White Sox trying to tank, but actually it turns out that some of the young players that have they talent. Took- <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, Yoan Mankata and Lucas Giolito figuring out that they're actually good baseball players with, you know, with with a decent pedigree really has helped. And by the way, talk about Giolito. That this guy looked like he was completely lost. He was the best pitching prospect in the game at one point. Have you but seen he looked cooked. You see what he's done lately? Yeah, he's, he's been amazing. Really good. I thought he was mentally just zapped, bro. I didn't think he had it. He's gained like two miles an hour back on his fastball. I think that like. 
the teams are both the Nationals and I guess the White Sox tried to tinker with mechanics so much. And you know, now I think I think this year before this year, I think they simplified his mechanics a lot. And now he's he's generating tons of swings and misses, which is not a thing that he's uh, that he's been very good at. But um, then you know, let's keep keep going through the teams that are tanking. The Angels are tanking. Uh, they don't know that they are, but they're tanking. Um, the Mariners successfully tanking. Tigers. The, the Tigers, rem, not even remotely trying. And uh, you have to question, you know, what the, the last few trade chips they have, and really the last one they have is Matthew Boyd, and it's not really going to be a question of, of of if, but when it seems like for him. And how much are they really going to get for him? You know, like he's not he's, elite. He's not good. He's he's a number three starter. That's what I'm saying. The Royals are are god awful. The Royals are seriously tanking. The Royals have, I mean, it's what they, they have a few players that they that they've that they've had to, that they've tried to bring through. Who, I mean, Adalberto Mondesi has been okay. I right? love his dad. That's all I got. I know you love his dad. Got a, had a, one of the strongest outfield arms I ever saw. Just, yes, wonderful, wonderful. But like, he's been okay. He's you know, he's been okay. yes. Called up Nicky Lopez, who's been okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hunter Dozier has been actually very good. Mm-hmm. And then... Merrifield's been good. Merrifield's been very good. I, I, I like Whit Merrifield. I mean, Whit Merrifield's a player, though, I think they're... they're he's, what, give me 29, I think, 28 or 29. That, that to me, screams... So he's going to get moved to a team that needs a leadoff hitter that's competitive. Yeah, because, I mean, he has one payday left, and they're not going to give it to him. So, yeah, I mean, nobody has seen Kansas City. That's what I'm saying. And I, I think basically before we close out, there is one thing that there is one player we do have to give a special shout out to on this podcast, being that it is the Anfield Index, an Anfield Index related or Anfield Index family podcast. Um, the Braj up in Colorado. Oh, man. And then the Colorado Twitter used a photo of Brendan Rogers in a tweet when they called him up. And I just lost my shit. We're living in a world that they shouldn't be intersecting like this. They shouldn't be intersecting like this too, but you know what? They've also done a really good. He he's their he's their top prospect, right? And the idea is they've wanted to play him at they, they've wanted to play him at second base, but they brought him up, and now they're basically he's hitting three hundred. By the way, yeah, he's good. Thirty bats. He's hitting three hundred, and they're checking him around by not giving him consistent playing time, which is just seems so detrimental if that's your top prospect. Like, if that's you your just top want prospect, him to play games. Have him play games. Like if he, if you're not going to play him in the majors, get him more at bat at AAA. I don't saying. think that that was going to do anything for him because I think he's outgrown that level. Yeah, but, but I mean, if you're not giving him any at bats or it's consistent at bats, then it's just it's detrimental to his development. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It's not a team like the Dodgers that rotates and you get your at bats here or there, or you'll pinch hit in the game. Everybody gets two at bats depending on who's pitching and what changes have been made. Like the Rockies are not that type of baseball team. No, I mean you're you're playing your you're playing your entire game, and you might pinch it. That's how they manage it. That's how, yeah, that's how they manage it, and it makes sense because of the fact that also probably the fact that you need to maintain your bench bats for as often as possible in Colorado because of the fact that well, you can't pitchers pitch. don't go deep there. Yep, nope. You make a valid point. It all makes yeah, sense. There's only there's only one pitcher who actually works in that entire Colorado system right now, which is Herman Marquez, because of the fact that he actually misses bats, but. I mean, it, it's a tough. That's a tough place to pitch. It's, it's impossible. I mean, look at Kyle Friedland. Last year was really good. This year, he's been 
atrocious. It's just really hard to maintain that level. Uh, you'll have the the strange years and the anomalies, but it it just it's it, it doesn't work like that, man. It's just really tough. Yeah, I mean, do you remember the brief period in time where Ubaldo Jimenez looked like the best pitcher in baseball? Oh, those were the days. Yeah. Well, as he started off half a season, I think fifteen and two. He was really good, and then he, he ended was. up being really bad. And it, I, is he still in Baltimore? I hope he's I, I retired tell, by I, now. I, I gotta tell you, I don't. I don't watch Baltimore Orioles games because good. of the fact that, like, I, 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 I have some standards. Yes, yeah, good, good. If that's An the case, go watch a, a double A game somewhere live. Yeah, it's unwatchable team. Same quality. It's the same for me with the Marlins. You have to watch them because you play them a lot. But I don't watch Marlins games. I just don't. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny that you bring this up because uh, you know what has happened in the last two weeks, right? With? The Florida Marlins have swept the New York Mets in a series. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up, but uh, yeah. yeah I mean, it's baseball. Baseball's weird. That happens. Especially also when one team, you know, when it's a, a mediocre team playing against a terrible team. Sometimes the terrible team does beat the mediocre team. Yes. Actually, more often than it should in baseball, it sucks. Yeah, it does. I mean, we'll put it this way. I still think that uh, if, if, the, if the Mets don't go at least 12-6 and six against the Marlins this year, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very upset. You're going to be upset either way. I know you. Well, no, there's, there's ways within which I'll be happy. It's just that the Mets are just not capable of delivering them to me. <laughs> oh, man, let's hope Liverpool do because you need it. You need it. I can use it. I, I do it. too. Good God. Hey man, but you got anything else? I got nothing else. Me neither, man. That was a lot of fun. Everybody, yeah. I know we're not able to do this as often as we'd like. We both had an anniversary recently. We've both been really busy. Somebody went to Europe. It's one of those things. Um, but we'll try to get back at you as soon as possible. Uh we have something to take care of this Saturday though, and we're gonna be pretty preoccupied with that. Very preoccupied with it. All right, everybody, take care of yourselves, and we'll chat soon. Uh, I know this is for a different podcast, but nevertheless, up the fucking reds. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.